It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through the World Series. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Tiger fans, welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an upcoming episode. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, wherever you get podcasts, you can find us there. Be sure to follow the show and tell every Tiger that you know. And remember, when you support Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, it all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And we are headed up to the Delta again this year, and we have the PA announcer for Valley State football, Mr. Jerome Blake, in the house to tell us all about this, <laughs> this Delta Devil team. How you doing, Mr. Blake? Hey, man, hanging in here, Corey, trying to do it the best way I can. No doubt, no doubt, man. We're happy to have you. Want to hear about the program. I know you guys are excited coming off a big win, uh, one and two in the swag, but Last week, 42-17 to 17 over UAPB. We were at the Jackson State game getting the scores, and we were like, wait a minute, this is not the Valley team we want to see next week. <laughs> What's going on up there? So let's hear it. Let's what, start there. Well, now, it was the Valley team that opened the season up. I mean, with, I'm, I'm talking about not personnel, but the pride, the dignity, the, uh, the athleticism that, that first opened the season up in Chicago with all kinds of hopes and, and, and dreams of having a good season. And now somewhere twixt, as the old folks say, twixt in between, somewhere up in there, something got lost. I don't know what. I don't know if it's something in the water in the Delta. I don't know what <laughs> went down. But it looked like we had turned into, we'll play the first half of a game, and wherever the game is, at that point, we'll just decide to just let it go. That's what it seemed like, Corey. It looked like we were just, we just, we, we, we were, I don't know uh, what was going on in-house. Can't say whether it was anything going on in-house, but I do know that uh, between the first game and last week's game, things got really Really interesting because they were a superb team on defense, period. A superb team on defense. And I'm talking about they came up and made big plays, and they did it for most of the season until, oh, gosh, who did we play? Uh, even when they played FAMU last week, they came out, you know, came out smoking. They came out hot. But then all of a sudden it was like, well, you know, we are Valley, and we need to lay down and let it happen. 
it, it that that's the atmosphere that the outsider would get. You know, that's the outsider mm-hmm. would get like, you know, what's up? You can tell that this man has re- you know recruited some good kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's recruited good kids locally also. Um, you know, you ask yourself <laughs> what what what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. then you know you you also want to say to yourself, well, okay. Uh, he got the job, uh, Wade got the job, and you want to say to yourself, well, maybe he ain't recruited his kids. He had a boatload yeah. of Danzy's kids, mm-hmm. uh, which to me were good kids. You yeah, know, they played hard. Those kids right. played hard for, for Coach Danzy. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, it, it, you, you cannot really say. Uh, there's a lot of mixed emotions in the situation, you know, uh, if you're not there as a coach or a member of his staff or of any type of way, it's hard to say what actually happened because it was expected to be competitive. Not okay. saying a winner, not saying a winner, but competitive. It was expected to be really competitive, and they just it it was like they tapered off, and it was like good gracious, you know, uh, what happened? But mm-hmm. You can only say and hope that uh, there were some people now that he played. Uh, he was dealing also on offensively. He was dealing with playing like two, three quarterbacks. Right. I want to uh, talk about that. Right. He had. He was playing. He was playing two, three quarterbacks, and you know your offense would come out and have, you know, just say the same plays but a different look. You know, it wasn't maybe as quick or as fast as it was because maybe because of that particular quarterback that he had in. But now he's narrowed that down to I'm going to go with 15. I don't mm-hmm. can't like remember Aaron Williams. Right, Williams. That's right. Okay. I'm going to go with him the rest of the way. We we we're just going to have to get solid and go, uh, whether it's for the future or not, whatever for the rest of this season anyway. And when he decided to do that. Then I saw them play about three, four local kids who everybody, even when Danza had these kids, and everybody except one of them, everybody was saying, well, goodness, what, you know, why hadn't he been playing those local kids? I mean, let's just be honest with it, Corey. The man was searching. The man is searching. He, this mm-hmm. is his first year. He's searching. He's searching to try to find them. He'll, you know, nine times out of ten, from what we saw out of those four local kids, one kid came from Amanda Elsey, two came from Greenwood High School, one came from the floor, and all four of them scored this past week. And, uh, you know, we're hoping and thinking that pretty sure he'll keep those kids and whatever recruits he bring in. Uh, you know, because he had a pretty good following of kids who might have wanted to transfer from Delta State because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Kendrick is a decent, fairly decent coach that we know of now because this is his first experience as a head coach also. So mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting to see what this guy is going to bring up as far as recruit and for as, as far as what he keeps there because now he's pretty strict as a, as a uh, disciplinarian as a coach, as a head coach. And you you don't hear a lot of funny stuff going on, a lot of things going on around campus about the football players think they're this or that because, you know, he ain't going for it. 
So Absolutely. it's going to be exciting to see what he has what he has in store for later on. Right now, this year, this year you got to pass this year up as a wishy-washy year because Hakeem had to get there and get his feet wet and really look at situations that he had to be faced with. So when Danzig decided that he was going to prime time on up to Colorado, <laughs> then uh, he, he now he's faced with getting – a head coach in there sufficiently to give him enough time to do some serious recruiting. You know, and at the time he hired uh, Kendrick, it really wasn't what you call uh, enough time to do sufficient recruiting, but he had a chance to get out there and, and dibble-dab in something, you know. So uh, no excuses being made, none being made whatsoever. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see what this guy going to have in store for Valley in the next and say in the next couple of years, you take Jackson rolled into town this weekend, and now he done found some team chemistry on offense. He's found team chemistry, had team chemistry all along on defense, just just completely, uh, I, like I said, maybe during the course of the weekend and week out, maybe the defense was on the field too long. There's a lot of three and outs that was happening. Even in that first game in Chicago, a lot of three and out. So, you know, your defense stay out there, no matter how good they are, you know, it's going to be time wore down. But now, let's give it to real McCoy. He's found chemistry on offense. Now, over this week in practice, I can imagine what the talk has been. You know, you're going to get rest now in defense. Now, crank it back up like you did in the beginning because he, he had sufficient hitters. He had sufficient cover people. He had, I mean, basically everything that you needed. So say Jackson rolled into town. He clipped Jackson wing by a little bit or a lot, however it be. Then it's really going to be hard. It's going to be hard to try to recognize what this man's future is going to be. Because now you got, I, I hate to sound like we got to live off of whatever we do to Jackson State, but let's just be real. We got to live off of whatever we do to Jackson State. So if, especially at this low point that we're in, see, Jackson State, I remember when Cummings first came there, they had this big sign in, uh, in the uh, big, uh, this big, these, things inside of the dressing room on a glass window uh, at the exit, and it said, Beat Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Coming to come in there and had them to scrape every bit of that and say, oh, we play an entire season here. We don't just play Jackson State. Now, that year, that was his first year. When he did that, he didn't even preach Jackson State to his kids, and he beat Jackson State that year. At Jackson. Never will forget it. And that's what uh, any coach at Valley has got to do. You know that you're inside of your coaching staff. You can live on whatever you do to Jackson. But you need to take, it, take away from the fact, out of kids' mind, that, hey, your only game that's going to mean something is when you, if you beat Jackson State. And when Jackson come down there and let that hammer down and bring that lumber with him, and you can't build a house out of it, that means they're going to run the scores up on you. And if they do, if they do, then, you know, wherever you are in that season, it's been dejected, and you don't even know what the future is going to be like next year. 
But mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's just say he played Jackson close or he beat Jackson. You're going to have not only the fans, you're not only going to have inside his coaching staff, but now his kids are going to start to believe. Let's just be real. Let's be real. Uh, you know, we have to play. We have to just, just actually tell the truth. You know, we actually live off whatever happened to Jack, between us and Jackson. That's what I've always said. I'm glad you don't play Jackson the first game of the year. <laughs> the way our mindset is. You play Jackson the first game of the year, and they put up numbers on you, you can forget the rest of the season. So, uh, Knowing that Jackson coming into town, the excitement in the air, uh, everybody's all, you know, if we had homecoming this past week. We still got homecoming again this week. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah, you got homecoming this week because the bleachers are going to be, they were decently crowded, and you had a lot of people. You had maybe 10,000 people tailgating throughout the game, and you had bleachers packed. You'll have that same action this week. See, so it surprised me how they took Pine Bluff over like they did. That surprised a lot of people. Yeah, well, I can be honest with you. I saw, I saw a lot of different personnel. He went with that quarterback. He played those local kids. Now, the the running back situation, he stayed with uh, his kid, too. And seven Thomas, the kid seventeen. Now Thomas is a bruiser. He's gonna give you what Marino Cashman used to call three yards in a cloud of dust. He's gonna give you that. If you fourth and if you fourth and one on the on your own ten, you can guarantee getting that first down with this boy. Two, two is a good back. He started the season off, and I think he really learned what HBCU football was all about. He don't run as hard as he used to. But now the fresh kid is the kid fan, kid that came from Amanda. Everybody's been waiting to see whenever Valley State was going to play this sport. And they've been playing him on kickoff. He's been going down making nice hits. They've been playing him uh, here and there. And he, his freshman year, he tore his knee up, but he still got the same speed. Mm-hmm. So they played him, tossed it to him one time, picked up 10 yards, we hadn't seen a back pick up 10 yards on one play probably in the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. So the next time they gave it to him in the second half, he hit off tackle. When he got outside, 65 yards later, Pine Bluff still looking for this kid. <laughs> this kid, I'm talking about he's got an explosion. It's his senior year at Ailes. I never will forget a saw him play a ball game. And that's the reason everybody's been so on their toes about when are they going to give this boy a break. This boy rushed 400 yards and six touchdowns against Winona. And Winona was the top team in 3A in the North that year. And we've been wondering why hadn't he been, you know, uh, why didn't Dan's and them play him? Uh, so you got to see that. You see where I'm coming from when I talk about Kendrick and his coaching situation. He's searching. So he gave Fant the break this week. He finally gave him a break, and this boy shined. Uh, the kid, wide receiver from Greenwood High School, we had a kid back a couple of years, Booker, Chamber, Booker T. Chambers, I don't know if you remember, one number one. He's a return man. 
Wildcat back. Ballet, I'm talking about this, he played at Ballet. Ballet's been now about two, two and a half, three years ago, about three years ago. Well, his little brother is there. The brother a little taller and a little faster and just as talented. He's been begging for, you know, for him to, you know, all season he's been beating his people. Against FAMU, they scored one touchdown. He didn't score it, but they threw it long on him, beat his kid by 10 yards, and fell on the five, and they pushed it in. It, it's just, you know, so many things that he's putting odds and ends together. And I'm hoping that he's seeing what I'm seeing and everybody else is seeing. Because that, that group of kids woke up for him. Similar situation at Jackson State. We have a, the new first-year coach, and you, know, you have to come in, and there's roster turnover whenever there's a new coaching staff. And mm-hmm. you know, our team has been kind of up and down, inconsistent. So it sounds like the Valley team has been a little bit inconsistent as well. And the, the offense really struggled all season prior to last week. 21 points was the most the offense has scored all year going into their game, but they were able to double that. So what do you? What would you say clicked on offense all of a sudden last week? What clicked on offense? The first thing I want to say, and I'll go right back to what I just said, you made a personnel change and stayed with that. You took that boy 15 and stayed there. No matter what happened, no matter how many he may have overthrown or underthrown, uh, didn't throw no picks, but you played, you you had a game plan and you stuck with it. See, we we didn't see Three, four different quarterbacks, a whole truckload of backs, uh, the wide receivers. I would call wide receiver name out and said, where this boy come from? Well, he's searching. Now, the other day, I had the opportunity to call wide receiver names out two to three times because, like I said, his personnel, he got his personnel that he had in the ball game. he was set with it. And you could tell. You, you could tell the difference. Yeah, the new quarterback has definitely sparked the offense. Ty Jaron Williams, we talked about him. He's just a freshman. He went 19 for 29 for 265 and three touchdowns. So I think they definitely found the quarterback of the future. He's a big kid, 263, 240. So just from oh, your standpoint, man. what makes him so special? What makes him special is this. For the basics, he can see. He's able to see over this offensive line. Now, a lot of times when you got quarterbacks and you don't give that offensive line a chance to have a chemistry with that one quarterback, and you got one quarterback may come in and wait a block, guys. One quarterback may come in, man, y'all need to stick to your man. One quarterback may come in, hey, if y'all, I tell you what, if they're a block, he might tell the back. If they're a block, I can get to you wide receiver, but they ain't blocking, I'm going to break and run myself. You never know the conversation that's going on at practice, the conversation going on in the game. But this kid, from just the looks of it, the looks of it, he's got a, he's got a rapport with his offensive line. You can see when he breaks the huddle, everybody spreads out, and he'll walk up, and he's saying something to them because all of them are steady turning around looking back as they're walking up to the line of scrimmage. And they look like, we're going to protect you, man. 
So when you have a different load of of voices coming at you, I don't care if you're on the NFL level, if you're on whatever level, when you've got a load of voices, different voices coming at you, sometimes it gets to the point that it don't make you no difference. It goes all the way back to Kendrick Wade searching for that chemistry. And I think he's found it. Absolutely, absolutely. If you look at on the defensive side as well, the Delta Devils were giving up 33 points a game before last week, but they cut that in half. They only gave up 17 to Pine Bluff. So what would you say changed defensively? Once again, let's go back to the beginning of the season. You can be three and out, three and out, three and out. Last Saturday, the offense stayed on the field some t- for, for quite some time. Now you get the chance to get out there and play the defense that you've been taught to play without being extra tired or you taking bangs all night long and you got to bring that lumber with it, and you can't do it all night long if you're out there 80 plays. When you're out there 60, 70, 80 plays and the offense is three and out, it's going to be rough on you. So they had that opportunity to change that. They had the opportunity to actually change the mind, well, change their mindset for number one. That, I mean, it hasn't been no whole big personnel change on defense. Only thing was wrong defensively, hey, the, you know, your mindset is, is gone. And then when you're hearing it from fans, you're hearing it from uh, other teammates, and you're hearing it from other teams when you're shaking hands, hey, man, don't y'all feel bad? Y'all played pretty good defense, but y'all not there on the field all day. Now, excuse me, now you got a crutch. You got an excuse in your mind as to why we're not getting it done as a team. So when it happens, you use that. So you play Pine Bluff. Offense get off their hunches and do what they was doing, what they supposed to do, and getting first down. Now, you realize that you're you you are you are nearly fresh the entire ball game, and now you can get up and play because you're not playing no more than fifty plays a game for this particular game. So it wasn't a whole lot of we're gonna change this uh, we're gonna change this defense from a thirty-four to a forty-five cover sky. Blue because they like to throw the defense, throw throw the football, and we're going to change it because of, uh, it wasn't none of that. It's same defense, same defense they've been playing all 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 season long. It's just the fact that go back to Kendrick Way, he's searching, and due to him searching, the kids now everything is kind of being put in place. Now the kids realize what it what is meant by the fact that you got to do your part offense an offensive lineman Corey I want you to never forget this an offensive lineman is supposed to be the most well-conditioned athlete on the field everybody think it's quarterbacks mm-hmm. backs wide receivers Walter Payton if he was here he would tell you the same thing mm-hmm. Pete my oldest brother my oldest brother uh, went to Jackson State. He didn't play football with him, and they were roommates when he first went down there. And uh, uh, I've been knowing him. I knew him all, all just about all my life. 
you know, uh, when I was a teenager and, and they, when I, would, I had the opportunity to hang out a lot with them, him, Eddie, all of them, and his, uh, his sister Pam. So we, you know, he'll tell you the same thing. That's got to be the most conditioned fella in the entire, on the entire football team. He said, because offense need to be on the field at least 75% of a game in order for a team to be successful. And what makes that happen is those five guys and that tight end or that double tight, but those five guys are the ones who are going to make it happen. They're going to make it happen. And they got to bang all night. They got to go up against people. Uh, such as such in the likes of an Andama Kansu and all of those those, those million dollar pass rushes, those guys ain't been to uh, uh, Micah Parsons. You got to go up against these type of guys, and you still got to stay out there all night long. Kent Hull was my best friend. We used to talk about it all the time, late at night, and he, he, he and he would tell me, he said, and I don't mean you got to. Cut somebody because they whooping you. Because I got the worst whooping in the world from Joe Klecko. I cut Joe Klecko and he had bad knees. He didn't even worry about making Thurman Thomas rush for 200 yards uh, against the Jets because Joe Klecko wouldn't tackle him. He just said he wanted to beat on me, and he beat on Kent Hull the whole ball game. See, I'm just giving you the point as to uh, what should take place in order to be successful. And Kendrick and them are finding that niche as a young staff, maybe a little late in the season, whatever the case may be, but still, that niche that they need to find, they're beginning to find it little by little, and he's doing it with personnel. He's getting his personnel and putting them in order. Gotcha. Well, the big win, obviously, celebrating homecoming and then with Jackson State coming into town, which is always a big game for Valley. I would imagine the confidence of the team is at an all-time high. So we'll get you out of here on that one. Talk about what, where you think the confidence is with this team right now. Right now it's riding. It's, it's basically almost riding right on 100%. I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't very much to say. It really ain't very much to say because now you got naysayers even at Valley. You got naysayers in the kids' ear with, hey, man, uh, Pine Bluff wasn't, wasn't no good. Pine mm-hmm. Bluff ain't beat nobody. Pine Bluff ain't this. Pine Bluff ain't that. They got a first-year coach, too. Uh, Pine Bluff, just from the way it looks, they just as sorry as that is. You know, they putting these type, type thing in the kid's ear, and it's going to be up to Kendrick. It's going to be up to the rest of those coaches to battle that by telling the kids. They already saw the kids how they were. You see, I mean, big fight like broke out. <laughs> right before the ball game. They was out there warming up. It wasn't even warm-up time. They was out there in the, the, just a T-shirt, and the coaches had to run out there with the highway patrol and come down between. They never did pass fix or nothing. But you can tell Valley's kids were kind of fired up. So they are going to be, their confidence level, uh, it's through the roof. It's through the roof. I'm going to be honest with you. It's through the roof. The group of kids that they're going to have is going to be a probably a group of kids that he's going to live with the rest of the season. And so far, like I said, he's put that niche in there. He's looked like he's found. Uh, it's not all a part of what he's looking for. 
Absolutely. I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. We're definitely looking forward to it. Always enjoy coming up to Itabina. And uh, this year, the game will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. But, you know, we encourage anyone who can make it out, definitely get out there. Great weather. Should be a great environment, great atmosphere. So that is at 2 p.m. And we will have none other than Mr. Jerome Blake, the legend himself, <laughs> on the PA announcement. We always look forward to that. So, hey, we appreciate your time. You always – you give us everything we ask for and more. You know, you took it back to Walter Payton. And <laughs> so we're going to always get a history lesson from you so we can always – we always appreciate that and can count on you for that. So, again, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you Saturday. All right. Okay, Corey, appreciate it. Hey, now, but now, Jackson, come up there, and we go, and go back to the old valley, and the confidence don't look back. Don't, don't, don't get on your next podcast and say, man, that man from Valley got on and talk all that North Valley State wasn't ready. <laughs> we, we won't do you like that. We won't do you but, like but that. They, 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 that, that to, to my mind and sight, they'll be ready. All right. We're looking forward to it. Okay, young man. Appreciate it. All right. Okay, take care of yourself. And we'll catch you next year as well, right back on the show. All right. All right. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is presented by Bet Online.